0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is the Thursday post-WrestleMania. My name is Jumpin' Jay. He's Tommy Fierro, and this is 80s Wrestling, the podcast, the only podcast that is live each and every week to talk about the golden era of professional wrestling, the 80s. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. Tommy, it's good to talk to you, brother. How was your WrestleMania weekend? Whoa, you got me fired
1: up for today's episode, Jumpin' Jay. Man, talk about cutting a promo, which is the topic for today's conversation. <laughs> the greatest promos in the 80s for professional wrestlers. And Jay, I'll tell you what, man, after hearing that promo and that build-up, if, if we if we can rewind the clock, my friend, to the 1980s, I got a feeling you might be in that top 10 spot, man. That was a hell of an introduction. How are you?
0: Listen, I'm, I'm doing very well. It's been a great week here in Minnesota. I watched so much wrestling over the weekend between the Hall of Fame, WrestleMania, two nights, and then I even tuned in for the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. I probably watched more of the current product this past weekend than I have in a very long time. Same, so same. it's been good. It's been a good week. Same with you. Huh? What do you same, think? Before yeah. we dive in. Let me ask: you, What was your overall? I know you had a party at the Wrestling Collector for WrestleMania. It was a big weekend. What are your overall feelings about WrestleMania weekend? I'll tell you what. I, I, I and I, I mentioned
1: meant this on the show in the past. I don't watch the product on a regular basis, so uh, you know I don't really know the storylines and what's going on. I mean, I know the guys are obviously because I, I still follow it on you know the websites every day. But I, I'm not really in tune of what the angles are and stuff like that. So I, I didn't really have honest with you. I didn't really have many expectations going into WrestleMania uh, this weekend. And I have to tell you, man, I was thoroughly, thoroughly entertained both nights. I, I thought that they put on a great job. I think for the things that they did that some of the fans might be bitching about online, whether it be the, the jackass thing or, you know, the celebrity involvement. Man, I'll tell you what, I, I think that everyone did a fantastic job in their roles. And obviously, the the big talk coming out of WrestleMania was Stone Cold Steve Austin actually wrestling a match against Kevin Owens. And you talk about a WrestleMania moment. I mean, <clears throat> going into this, it was advertised as him being on the talk show. And there was really no talk of him actually competing in a, in a match because if he was obviously the WWE. E would advertise that and announce that. and I have to say, man, kudos, big time kudos to WWE for uh, not only not advertising it but keeping it a surprise because in today's day and age, nothing is a surprise anymore. and I think that's a, a huge part of what's missing in the, the wrestling business is, is the element of surprise in, in 2022. You've we, seen everything already. So the fact that they were able to keep that hush, hush in a secret, and and it was a, a huge surprise. I mean, even when that bell rang and, and and they were about to go, I'm like, oh shit, man! Like, it was cool. And and I, I, for that for that reason alone, it, that made WrestleMania. But I mean, there was a lot of other stuff on the show, Jay, that I thought was uh, very very good. Uh, I thought Bianca Belair and, and and Becky Lynch killed it. I think Becky Lynch, man, is. She might be the biggest star in in wrestling, in my opinion. I, I know, you know, Roman is up there and, and, and a couple other guys, That I mean, she just, she just gets it, man. She walks like a star. She acts like a star. She talks like a star. She is a star. And uh, it absolutely didn't hurt her at all, you know, putting over uh, Bianca Belair, who was another uh, big time future player for that company. And I also really enjoyed the other women's match on that show with Charlotte Flair and ronda rousey i I thought they had a really good match as well and i think that wwe is uh very lucky to have ronda rousey back i think that she has a box office attraction type of name i think when she's out there it means something And, and as far as charlotte goes man i think charlotte flair might be the best overall performer in the company right now outside of randy orton uh she's just absolutely spectacular and as far as night two goes um, you know, it, people weren't raving about it as much as night one, but I thought it was still very good for what it was, man. I, I enjoyed the, the jackass stuff with, uh, Sammy. Oh, and let me rewind real quick, Jay. See, you got me on a roll here, man. I'm like, I'm like, going to it. It. I, I give you my WrestleMania, uh, my, my recap here. Let me rewind real quick. So, uh, I want to say this, I, I, I'm the first person to admit when I'm wrong and then I made a mistake. And I'll be honest with you. I was never high on Kevin Owens. I think I might even mentioned it here on the show before. He does nothing for it. He did nothing for me. I didn't see, really see what other people saw. Was I wrong? Kevin Owens is a fantastic performer. And he made Steve Austin look like he was Superman on Saturday night. Uh, from his selling to his build up, his delivery with his promo. I mean, he... I, I finally realized how fantastic he was, and I, I just said that now because I was just about to get into the Sami Zayn Jackass match, and I thought the same as Sami Zayn. And again, I'm extremely wrong because Sami Zayn really, really, really did a fantastic job with that match as well, and I think that uh, he deserves so much credit for the way he pulled that match off with with Johnny Knoxville and. and and man, I will tell you what, man, it was it was really entertaining. I'm I'll be honest with you, I'm not even a jackass guy, so I didn't really know mu- I didn't really know who the other characters were except the, the, the little midget. I knew him, but I, I was thoroughly entertained by that whole segment. Like it was like a car crash that you, you 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 drove past. You just had to watch it, you know. Like, but it wasn't in a bad way because uh, Sami Zayn did such a fantastic job, and and, and Johnny Knoxville. I mean. He he's not a wrestler, so he, he did great, I thought, as well. So, uh, you know, you might get some feedback from people online that says that, you know, they weren't crazy about that match and, and, and it was bullshit and all this stuff and that should have been given to, you know, other wrestlers on the card. But, man, I'll tell you what, I loved it. I was entertained by it. And remember, it's World Wrestling Entertainment, so you have to have the entertainment factor. And boy, did they ever for the next match I'm going to talk about. And that is... um uh pat mc was it pat mc was it was i it last name mcfee right mcafee mcafee, McAfee. Pat yep. mc, sorry pat mcafee and his his match that he had with austin theory now let me tell you something about mcafee i i i knew he was a football player and i i'm not really i wasn't that familiar with him and i, I don't watch smackdown i know he he, he does smackdown right mcafee yes
2: Okay, so yeah, I don't really
1: really watch SmackDown, so I I mean, I know who he was, but I didn't know much about him, and I didn't see his first match he had in NXT, so I was blown away by this guy, and here this guy comes out, and this this would be my, how I would do do things way differently, and I'm even gonna call Vince McMahon out on it. So McAfee blew blew me away because I I wasn't really that familiar with him, and to see him come out, like first of all, the, the first thing I noticed about him and it's something I always look for as a promoter looking at a talent is if they have that swag and swag is something that you can't you can't pretend to have it's something that you have to be born with so and I, he definitely has that you could tell just by he was, he was walking out with the cheerleaders lined up and he was jamming to his beat and like he, he just he had swag, going so that's something that you 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 can't be taught. Something you have to have inside of you, and he definitely does. But I was blown away, Jay, by this match he had. with Austin Theory? I mean, for a guy being a non-wrestler and Austin Theory being and, and Austin Theory did a great job too. And uh, for for Austin Theory to be only twenty-four and this is his first big WrestleMania moment with someone that is a non-wrestler. I mean, those guys freaking did a phenomenal job. I I thought that match was awesome. And what I was blown away by most, Jay, was the the, the crowd reaction to McAfee. Besides Steve Austin, he was the most over guy in both nights of that show. And there's this is my beef now. Midsick Man is out there at ringside and... He obviously hears this reaction for McAfee. Now, I know the planned spot was, you know, Vince to rip off his shirt at 75 years old and, you know, get in there and mix it up a little bit. And then Stone Cold, the the the, the high spots for Stone Cold to come out and give him the stunner. I mean, that's the WrestleMania moment for night two in, in their eyes. But what I, th- what I thought was shitty was that McAfee got over so big with that audience. I mean, really, really big. And they did the right thing by putting him... Me- putting him over on theory, which was a great call. But then you have Vince McMahon who is a seventy five year old man and no disrespect with all that makeup on his face. He looks like a he looks he doesn't look healthy, you know? So yeah, you have you have him come in the ring and now he's fucking excuse my language, he's he's beating up this guy that just scored this victory and has the entire stadium going absolutely ballistic for him. And then he pins him, one, two, three. Obviously, that's, that sets up for Austin to come down. But my, 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 my train of thought here is, Jay, Vince McMahon hears this reaction during that whole match. He He's a promoter. He's the smartest man in the history of this business. He has to know inside, shit, maybe me beating him up is not a good idea right now. I mean, he's 75 years old. I know I know the... I know that the end, the end game was Austin giving McMahon the stunner, but they could have called an audible and did it some way, somehow and switched it. And, you know, that could have protected McAfee. Now I know McAfee got his, you know, his, his heat back quickly by drinking a, you know, a, a couple of beers of stone cold, but then he gets stunned as well. I don't know. I, I just think there was a huge missed opportunity there. I think that, I mean, it could still be fixed, but if I was WWE, I would take, I would take McAfee off that table Send him down to Florida to get trained properly and become a performer because in this day and age 2022 you don't see crowd reactions like that anymore uh, and 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 you know and you saw that for a non wrestler this weekend at WrestleMania and that means something in my opinion so if I was them and if he had interest in becoming a wrestler I'd pull him from that table I'd send him to NXT and I think you have a future big time superstar in your hands but. I know I was rambling for far too long. Hopefully you
0: enjoyed a couple of things I said. No, I think you're right on the money. I think your your playback of WrestleMania weekend was very accurate. I agree with you as far as don't watch a lot of the current product, but man, I found it very entertaining. Yes, there was silliness involved, and there should be at this biggest spectacle of the year. You had silliness, you had humor, you had big matches. You had enough seriousness sprinkled into the program that it didn't feel like it was a nonstop comedy show. I was entertained. Listen, I was looking forward to the Hall of Fame because those are a lot of the times the people being inducted are our guys from the generation we grew up watching. So I always look forward to that. I was not thrilled about two nights of pro wrestling because it's not just a two-hour program. You know, the pre-show starts at 5 if you're watching that. The show itself is, what, three and a half, four hours long each night. But after night one, I was charged up and I was excited and I was ready to be back on that couch Sunday night to watch night two. And I thoroughly enjoyed the weekend. Could some of the things have been booked a little different? Yes. Were there some surprises along the way as far as crowd reaction? Of course. But I loved it. If we're not watching the current program, I enjoyed it much more than I thought I was going to. And so then I was so excited that I did tune in to the Monday Night Raw after Mania. Because that tends to be one of the most special Raw episodes of the year. The crowd is excited. A lot of new guys might be introduced. Storylines might be uh, furthered along or new ones cemented. Overall, WrestleMania weekend, thought it was great. Raw after WrestleMania I left a little disappointed, if I'm being honest with you. I didn't think it was as good as it could have been coming off of WrestleMania weekend. But one of the things that took place Monday night was Cody Rhodes, after making his return to the WWE at WrestleMania weekend, came out and he gave a promo. And what stuck in my mind about this promo is it did not come off as being scripted. It seemed like it was something he generally wanted to say. He came out, and, in his own words, kind of delivered the promo, and that kind of planted the seed to the episode we're sitting at today, Tommy, because giving a good promo, having that gift of gab, being able to cut an effective promo has always been a part of what make pro wrestlers who they are. And you and I have said on numerous occasions that that is something that seems to be missing or lacking in today's performers. It's too scripted. They don't speak from the heart cutting a promo seems more like they're an actor reciting lines rather than giving a heartfelt message. And so today, we're going to talk about the guys that did it better than anybody else, the best talkers in the business. I know you have a long list of them, Tommy. I know I have a long list of them, and I know it's something the callers are wanting to weigh in at. Are you ready for this conversation, Tommy? Can we jump into the callers? Should we kick this thing off?
1: Yeah, man. Can I can I can I can I give my uh, my one first? And I would pick because I'm sure everyone's going to be mentioning everyone. So before we get the calls and hear them, can I can I? The first guy when you he hear a promo, I want to I want to tell you who comes to my mind the first the first time I hear the word promo in wrestling.
0: Okay, let me. I'm going to set you up because I, I want to hear this from you. Now, I just want to get your take on this little part first. I would say that I always believed there was kind of a recipe that makes up an exceptional professional wrestling. One is the presentation. That could be how they look, their wrestling gear. That could be their theme music. That could be how they're portrayed on television, their presentation. The next thing that goes in is the in-ring ability, how they work once they get between those ropes, and it's just them and their opponent, all eyes on them. How do they perform? And that third piece is their mic work, the ability to talk, that gift For Gab, and that's definitely an art form. There are things that go into an effective promo, things that, like you always hear, you want to be careful not to talk down of your opponent. You kind of want to build up the guy you're going against, because if you talk down and then you beat them, what have you done? You've beat someone who you told us you could beat. Whereas if you build them up and say, yeah, they're a big bad dude, and then you step in the ring and beat them, well, now you've accomplished something. So there is something that has to go in to the promo itself. You cannot just scream and yell. It has to be effective. So with that setting the table, Tommy, give me your number one name. When I say who is one of the best promos in the history of wrestling, the name that pops into your name is who?
1: Bobby the Brain Heenan.
0: Well done, sir. The gift of Gab, somebody that could grab your attention just merely with a few words. And he did it very effectively for a number of reasons, but I want you to break it down for me, Tommy. Why is Bobby the Brain Heenan the first name that comes to your mind? He,
1: he talked so many people into the arenas uh, in, in the 80s because, you know, more times than not, he, his guys were programmed with Hulk Hogan you know, from, you know, Big John Studd to Andre the Giant to King Kong Bundy to Hercule. I mean, Hogan would go through the entire Heenan family, you know, Orndorff, I mean, tons of guys. So I I think that Bobby Heenan was such a major factor in in talking those fans into the arena. Not only, you know, see Hulk Hogan, you know, be victorious, but to see Bobby the Brain Heenan get his ass kicked one way or another. So I think that I think that Heenan was a, a crucial part of uh, WWE's, WWF's heyday during the golden era. And I think for that reason, he should be definitely considered as uh, on the top of the list as the the greatest promos ever
0: in the eighties. You're not going to find many people that are going to call in and disagree with you. Bobby Heenan goes down as one of the greatest of all times, mainly because of his ability to work a mic, but he could also get in the ring and take bumps. So he was kind of this, he was this once in a lifetime thing that we were lucky enough, uh, to be able to to watch and enjoy. So I think you're right on the money. We're going to jump into some of the calls now, Tommy. We're talking Bobby the Brain Heenan. Our first caller, Brian the Brain from Chico, California. Brian the Brain, welcome back to the program. We're talking best promos in the business.
3: Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, I agree with all, pretty much all that uh, Tommy said about WrestleMania weekend. And uh, just want to add two other names to his list of uh, of uh, performers that, that really did a wonderful job on the losing end to put their opponents over, which would be uh, uh, Becky Lynch in the Bianca Becky match and her husband, Seth Rollins, in that Cody Rhodes match. Both of those, you know, I don't think as a kid I realized how... How important putting the other the other guy over the other person over in a match was, and those are two other performers that just knocked it out of the park no, in absolutely. their matches, doing that.
1: Absolutely, man. And and I, I said I said I, earlier I said I think you know Becky's the biggest star, could be the biggest star in wrestling. And as far as Seth goes, and I'm sorry I, I didn't make when I was talking about my WrestleMania stuff quickly, I didn't make mention of Cody and, and Seth. Fantastic. I mean, and and Seth, man. I, there, there's there's only you know when you have something is when you can just take take your hand and put it up in the air and wave it back and forth wave your finger back and forth and you can get seventy seven thousand people to hum along to what you want them to hum along to just by lifting your finger and going back and forth with it that's when you know that you're a star and there's no question about yep. it that's, that's a star
3: yeah. And, and, uh, same with, you know, you had so many good things to say and, uh, and I was sitting there loving it. Like I didn't think I would with Kevin Owens and Steve Austin where Kevin Owens just, just ribbing the crowd constantly. He did a hell of a job in that role before the Fantastic. match even began. So that was, it just brought me back to like thinking of, uh, you know, heel days of Brody Piper and just stirring up the crowd. So, um, uh, you know, on on the same tone of you saying talking about Bobby the Brain Heenan bringing people to the arenas, that was such a huge part every week on TV is me and Gene or Killer Ken Resnick um, interviewing the guys for the for the local shows and probably banging out, you know, 300 interviews a day between all the guys for the local shows, and just like Bobby, I feel like you know Roddy Piper, uh, Randy Savage. Uh, Hulk Hogan, of course, Jake Roberts on on those shows where they would do the, the localized promos, uh, some of those guys really brought the people to the arenas and put the butts in the seats and, and uh, you know, Bobby and, and Roddy had put right at the top of the list for that and then you got, you know, Golden Era classic promos like Randy's Cream of the Crop promo and Randy's Wrestlemania 3, you know, History Beckons the Macho Man and and uh, you know Jake's you know wallow in the muck of avarice to Dibiase at WrestleMania six, and and Jake and and Macho those and Roddy too, they they were able to to go from real quiet and draw you in to to screaming loud and and you know just switch it up and and keep your attention. Uh, you know but, so those are those are some WWF guys that I'm sure you guys are on the same page with is. You know, Roddy, Hulk, uh, Bobby Heenan, um, Randy, Jake, uh, those guys in the WWF. And then when you look at NWA, you had, uh, of course, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes and, and Jim Cornette and Arn Anderson, but you know, Flair, Dusty, those, those, you know, as far as in-ring performers, those guys phenomenal. And, and Cornette was kind of like the NWA version of, uh, of Bobby Heenan out there, just able to just spew out information and wit the just drop of a hat so anyway that would be some of my ideas on great promo guys
0: all great names all known for their promos Brian you're right on the money if I had to ask you or if you had to give me your absolute best promo in the business when it comes to let's take guys like Bobby Heenan Jim Cornette let's take managers out Let's go pure wrestlers. If you had to pick one guy to deliver a promo,
2: who would you pick?
3: Oh, I, I always got to go with Roddy, my my favorite. Does, there's there's guys that just had you glued to the screen. And, and for me, that was uh, when Roddy Piper started talking. That's the guy that uh, I paid most attention to that I put at the top of the list.
0: Cannot argue with that. Cannot argue with that. There are certain guys, like you said, that when they started speaking – you were glued to the set. And what was nice is you highlighted there was guys like Jake Roberts who could give an effective promo in almost a whisper, in very hushed tones to make you come closer to the screens. And then there was guys who would yell and get loud. Different techniques, but the same end result. It would draw you in and make you care about what they were talking about. Excellent, Brian. Yeah, and, uh,
3: and like oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you guys uh missed those days of the the interviews where you where you heard what was coming to uh New Jersey or Minnesota or for me for you know the sacramento the Arco arena that was that was golden when you were watching the the weekly superstars and the challenge, and you didn't know the whole card that was coming, and and you probably weren't going to get to go if you were, you know, me and Jay and Tommy. You probably got to go most of the time <laughs> it seems like. But still, when you, when you heard the when you heard <laughs> Mean Gene and Killer Ken Resnick rattling off the names of of the matches that were coming, you started to get excited, and then and then you know, three times an hour you might see. Uh, one or two interviews at a time to, uh, from them specifically mentioning the the place where they were going to come near to you and the match they're going to have. So, so many uh, thousands of hours of tape that, that, you know, when you find it on YouTube, you, you're glued watching these, these interviews that are uh, specific to the arena that they just, they just can't do it or don't do it anymore.
0: Yeah, there is definitely something about hearing your hometown or a place near you mentioned at, on a pro wrestling broadcast. I did get you excited as a fan. And that is something that I don't think people experience the same level we did. That's a very good point when you're talking promos. Just hearing who's coming to your town and letting the wrestler or the announcer say a town that you are aware of, that you've been to, that's nearby. That is a special kind of excitement that we experienced as kids. I didn't, you know, I haven't thought about that in a while, but that's a very excellent point. To hear that on a broadcast would get you excited and make you want to buy a ticket. Brian, thank you for the call, brother. we got a couple people on hold. I hope you enjoy your day in California. It's rainy and gloomy here in Minnesota. What's the weather like out your window, Brian?
3: Today it's supposed to be uh, 90. It, it might even be 95 today. It's, uh, it's getting hotter oh, around my here. Word. So. Oh, oh, my word. Oh, yeah. right. yay! Laugh on go. some Butch sunscreen, Brian. Or Butch. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Take care guys. Thanks for, again. All thanks right, for thank that. you, right it, brother? Good talking to you, man. Oh.
0: Ninety five degrees in California. What's what's the weather like in New Jersey, Tommy? It's a rainy day here in Jersey, boy. Yeah. Same here in Minnesota, but you know what? We're gonna bring a little sunshine to the program now. It's cloudy in New Jersey, but Danny, he's always in a good mood. Danny from Butler, welcome back to the show. We're talking the best talkers in the business.
2: Tommy Jumpin' Jay, uh, you know, uh, great, great morning to you guys. Wish the the weather was a a little better. But, you know, this uh, conversation uh, about WrestleMania, about the greatest uh, promos uh, in the 80s, uh, you know, not, not a better way to brighten your day. <laughs> I love um, it, man. I love That's it. it. Uh, would you agree? Wrestle... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just asking you what, what you think about WrestleMania. WrestleMania, I got to say, it uh definitely um you know it, it exceeded my expectations i i wasn't able to watch it uh day 1 cuz i was working but uh lucas uh was able to stay up a little bit with my wife but uh, she uh she gave him a little uh let him live a little bit on Saturday you feel, to watch you uh a little bit <laughs> better by the way you feel a little
1: bit better by the way danny i
2: mean yo know, oh we're all good well it was like i all said right, that yeah. was just the weekend before it was just like a 24 hour thing we're all good um like I said, I I actually got home just in time for the the Stone Cold Kevin Owens, which, uh, like nice, I said, I nice. you know they they definitely hit it out of the ballpark with that you know building it up. You didn't know if you, they were gonna fight, but like I said, you uh you made a you hit it right on the head. Uh, Kevin Owens uh, he made uh, Stone Cold look uh, like a million dollars after you know not being in the ring for 19 years. They Those sure guys did. uh you know they they got the the crowd was into it. Uh, they you know Stone Cold looked good. Uh, I got I, to, you know. I give them, you know, that, that was five stars across the board. Um, I'm kind of disappointed. The only, like I said, it was a great two nights. I thought the main event kind uh, of underwhelmed a little bit, but um, like one thing that I, I kind of got, you know, I have a bone to pick with them is just, you know, the the lack of the attention to like the secondary titles. You have no Intercontinental Title match, you have no United mm. States Title match, so you're definitely mm. putting, you know, you're 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 definitely taken away from the. You know the, the meaning and the you know the the prestige of of these uh, secondary titles and you know it's not fair to a guy like Ricochet, um, Finn Balor, you know those guys you know they they definitely don't have a chance to shine. And like I said, you can't you know you got to definitely pay attention to those. Uh, like I said, you, you 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 can't imagine back in the you know 80s you you would not have an IC title match at WrestleMania. So yeah. I definitely think that they you know that they kind of dropped the ball on that one. But overall, I thought the mm-hmm. match the the show was great. Um, it, it definitely exceeded my expectations. Um, as far as the, you know, the, you, you talk about the promos. Uh, I'll make a perfect example. Uh, when, uh, you, you know, Bret Hart said it himself, like I said, I might, you know, have a eight as a look. I might be a five on the mic, but as a wrestler, I'm a ten. Well, as far as the tens across the board, I'll have to say Randy Savage. Uh, you mm. know, the the guy, he had the look, you know, you know came out with, the, you know, his robes. Uh, you know he definitely was a hell of a in ring performer, and when he cooked when he threw those, through that mic and on that promo, like I said, I I you know he's definitely on that Mount Rushmore. I put him up there with Piper, obviously, um, Hogan. Uh, you know I you know I, I, how could you forget? Uh, you know his pre WrestleMania three promos. You know the the cup of coffee and the big time. Uh, and when he had his little feud with with uh, Tito Santana before he won the IC title, you know, he always uh, he was calling him names like the gallina, you know, he was calling him, he, he had a trash, you know, the trash can calling him Basura. You know, like I said, Randy just knew how to cut a promo. Um, you know, you, when you talk about Jake, obviously you guys already mentioned it. The guy was calm, collective. They didn't have to yell, but he made his point. Um, you know, like I said, you had the uh, the Piper's Pits. You had the Snake Pits, where guys would come out and, uh, you know, do their promos. Uh, you know, like I said, the heels, Honky Tonk. You know, the way how he, you know, when he won the IC title, the way he uh, infuriated Randy to turn heel. Eventually, I mean, to turn to turn babyface. You know, proclaiming he was the greatest Intercontinental Champion, and you know that turned into a a great storyline. Um, like I said, you could, you, I could go on and on. But like I said, it's something that right now I think is kind of lacking in the the business right now. Um, you know, the, the other caller Ryan made a great point. You know, when you you know you're watching the TV's on, on WWF Superstars, how they'll always go over whether it be Kenny Resnick, uh, Gene Oakland, uh, Craig DeGeorge. They'll talk about the house shows coming up. You know, you'll hear the Meadowlands. you um, I don't remember the William Patterson uh, events because I, I didn't pay attention. But you're definitely you know here in your hometown. You know, here in Masters Square Garden, it definitely got you excited because uh, you know, every month there was there's something's going to be uh, local, so that opportunity to go out and see these guys. But uh, I'll let uh, the other guys uh, get in. Uh, you know, you guys uh, keep uh, keep up the great work, uh, Tommy. Hope to see you soon. I'll be a little more free this week, and I'll, I'm I'm disappointed I wasn't able to make it to the WrestleMania show, but uh, I'll definitely uh, be uh, coming around. And like I said, you got, you know, we're uh, exactly a month away from WrestleCon.
1: One month away brother
2: definitely uh, Danny, i Danny i just uh let you guys go. yes sir hey i am look i uh, one good. month
0: away i am looking forward to meeting you in the flesh dude and shaking your hand i, I am so excited i
2: can't wait absolutely i'm definitely looking forward to your uh you know your tremendous uh you definitely uh, i'm sure tommy. Definitely appreciates all the work that you do behind the scenes. Uh, I don't, I don't think you could, you know, you could do it without you. Um, you guys uh, just uh, keep up uh, the tremendous. Uh, just one more thing, Tommy. I just wanted to, I wanted to just uh, bring this uh, up. Yeah, Actually, I, I'm not on the social, I'm not on social media a lot. You know, I, I do look at it from time to time, and I gotta tell you, man, that that picture you put up with Lanny Powell as a kid catching that frisbee, and then uh, posting another picture up in your store. You talk about going to Coming full circle, man. That uh, that's pretty much amazing. That's uh, <laughs> Thanks, that, that's that's awesome. man. I, 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 how how did he react when he saw that? He loved it. He loved it, man. He loved it. You know, you talk about like you know, be, you know, going out and uh, you know, saying rehashing something from the past. I'm sure that's something that like when he saw that, he had that had to, like just that'd be a you know jaw dropping for him to see something like that. And for you to still have that frisbee, that's even more amazing.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, man, that's awesome. Thank you so much for saying that, too, by the way, man.
2: You got it, guys. Well, you guys, like I said, uh, keep up the great work. I'll let the other callers get in, and uh, have a great weekend.
0: You too, bro. You too. Thank you so much, Danny. The conversation just keeps rolling, Tommy. We're talking best talkers in the business. We have one last call on hold, and it's a guy who's no stranger to the microphone, a guy who can cut a darn good promo himself. We're talking about none other than longtime friend of the show, Toto Tom. Welcome back to the program, brother. We're talking best promos in the business.
4: It's time for Toto Tom.
1: <laughs> is that is that is that your new intro? Yeah, I love that's
4: it. my new intro. <laughs> is there like any time left in the? Sh- I just want to know: is there any time left in the show? Because you talk about talking. I mean, those last two callers. I mean, they take up the whole show, and I have no one else to talk about because they named almost every single good talker in the industry. You, you
2: snooze, you lose,
4: pal. All right, I'll give you a couple anyway that they didn't you're, touch you're on. Milter, you're boy anyway. Yeah, I know. Nick Bockwinkle AWA heavyweight champion, one of the most articulate champions of all time. Great promo, man. Absolutely. Paul
1: I I, Paul I love e. that yeah. pick.
4: Of course you do. Paul E dangerously. The guy basically made Brock Lesnar and spoke for him for like 10 years. There's probably no one better more recently than Paul E. And if you want to go to current day, I would say it's between uh MJF and um Jericho and CM Punk. Those are the guys who know how to cut a promo. And we forgot about The Rock and Austin. I mean, no one said them yet. I mean, those guys, you know, unbelievable. But let me just say this. This past weekend, at least on Saturday night, it's probably the most memorable WrestleMania moment for me that I've ever had because I was standing in the Wrestling Collector with the ISPW Tag Team Champions, The Now. And I was watching WrestleMania with them. And Paul Roma was there. And Mario Mancelli was there. And Vicious Vicky was there. And the Terminator, Rick Recon, was there. I'll never have another, you know, more memorable WrestleMania moment in my life until it happens again next year, I guess.
1: That's awesome. So thank you, Tommy. Thank you.
4: I ask it for me you, fellas I got to get I got to go Go ahead jumping, Jay
0: <laughs> My question for you Total Ottawa you listen I picture you being one of these 80s style managers and I'm picking up that you would make a pretty darn good heel Are do you have a a heel
4: lean to you Total Ottawa Uh it depends I I, I don't know We'll see. There's Totoa Tom, and there's Tom Totoa. We'll see what happens. I love it. I'm, I'm tuned in for that. We'll... Meet... I am looking forward to meeting you, Jumping Jay, um, at WrestleCon. Uh, not WrestleCon. 80s Wrestling Con. I can't wait to see I, you there.
0: I am excited, beyond excited to meet you, brother. I'm looking forward to it.
4: Great. I'll see you guys then, and go ISPW!
1: I like this Toto with Tom. I like. I dig this I, guy. Listen,
0: bit. I dig him too. He's a character. He can. He can handle a microphone. I do. You, are you picking up? What I'm picking up? He's got a little bit of a heel run in him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I I, I, I thought a little something. Are you still on the line with a Toto with Tom?
0: No, no. He hung up, man. He uh, he yeah, did his. He, see, he did his thing, and then he's up. Because what I like is he's got his new catchphrase when we answer the phone. Yeah. You know. Anytime you kind of announce yourself, that's kind of a heel move, I guess. And then See, the, he, the first thing he did was he he put down the other callers, which is a total heel move.
1: <laughs> he should he should and have then, been like,
0: he should have be been like, it's me, it's me, it's terrible T.
1: Ooh, but he's not
0: the terrible T. He's totawa T.
1: Oh, I'm sorry.
0: It's me. It's me. It's Toto T. That's it. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get that next time. But until then. It's Toto-A-Time. Is it toto with time or toto with tom time? What did he say? Uh, who, 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 who knows? <laughs> it's <laughs> toto it a tom it time. It did. Hey, Anyhow, hey, speaking of t- yeah,
1: I was about to say, speaking, speaking of, of time, of- I think I'm going to spill your line. Yeah. One month from today, man, uh, one, one month. month from today will be 80s Wrestling Con Live, man, and I am super amped up for this.
0: What is, give me the inside perspective, because I will tell you this. As far as my responsibilities leading up to it, there's pretty much nothing that I need to worry about. I booked my flight. I booked my hotel room. My family is ready. I got to pack a few suitcases, but I'm just looking forward to it like you look forward to an iconic vacation. But on your end, there's a lot of moving parts. So give me the honesty. Like I know you're excited but the clock is ticking. How are you feeling from a promoter standpoint leading up to what no doubt will be going to be the biggest eighties wrestling con ever?
1: Extremely overwhelmed. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, man, I have. So what you just said, you know, booking your airfare, booking your hotel imagine doing that times 30 guys uh, and, you know, 30 airfares, 30 hotel rooms, 30, ways to get these guys from the airport to the hotel, from the hotel to the arena, back from the arena to the hotel, to the hotel, back to the airport, times 30 guys uh, having 30 different people have the responsibility to do that. On top of, you know, having someone to sit with every one of these guys at their tables at the convention, uh, mail order, people sending in items from all around the world, that get signed during that day as well. I mean, it's going to be so chaotic, uh, you know, I can't even imagine how chaotic it's going to be. I'm I'm hoping for a a great turnout. Uh, I'm I'm sure that it will be. And uh, yeah, I'm just, (laughs) it's like, you know, you're about to jump in, you see a house on fire and you're about to, you know, you you know you have to jump in it to save your dump, So you're just going to jump in it. I I guess that's the best way to, uh, the best way I can sum it up. Yeah, I know it's a shitload of work, a lot of work to do over the next month to get ready for it. And a week of that time, I'm going to be away actually uh, for the first time, we're going to bring our daughter to Disney, so the week of the 18th to the 23rd, we won't be able to have an episode that week. So, eliminating that week, that gives it three weeks left. So, yeah, man, it's uh, <laughs> it's a lot, but you know what, man? I, I didn't sign up to
0: promote bingo, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if we sold shirts on this show, that would definitely be a new shirt. I didn't sign up to promote bingo. I like that. Uh, Very well said. (laughs) That's a, that's a great shirt. Listen, we appreciate the work you're doing because for fans, this is going to be big. Like you have so many stars appearing at this show. You're going to have vendors. It's going to be such an amazing show. And then not only, it's like a Thanksgiving dinner. If, if eighties wrestling con is the main course, you got a big slice of turkey on your plate. Tommy, you're not done. You're adding the mashed potatoes and gravy. You're adding uh, the stuffing. You're adding everything because you are also promoting an ISPW show that very same night. And so you are just triple helpings on your plate, brother.
1: You got to, it's <laughs> yeah, going to be yeah, a big man. day. Yeah, man. I'm going to be saying out a press release this weekend, the official press release for 80s Wrestling Con, along with all the information for the ISPW show at nighttime as well. And uh, the convention will run from nine to three, and then I'll start the show by about six thirty. Figure give time people go out, get something to eat, and then yeah, while they're gone, you know, us setting up and getting ready for the show at nighttime. And uh, yeah, man, I'm. So yeah, it's not only the uh, not only the convention I have to worry about. Now I have to worry about a whole other crew of guys at nighttime, just a couple hours later. So yeah, it's going to be a, a chaotic day. So imagine you know doing that whole day, and then the next day you're you know. My dude, my adrenaline is when I do my ISPW shows. My adrenaline is like the next day, like I'm so amped up still from the night before. Like I I feel that way the whole next day. So and the next day is Mother's Day. So imagine having that feeling of you just had this convention, this show, and then the next day you got you got to just. I mean, obviously I would turn it all I would turn it all off anyway because it's Mother's Day and I want nothing to do with wrestling on on the day where I'm celebrating my mom and you know my my wife. But it's going to be so hard
0: not to because it's the day before. So it's going, to be, it's going to be challenging, to say the least. It's going to be a very memorable weekend for you, Tommy. I'm looking forward to it. Before we talk more about it, because I want to know more about the lead up, we got another call hanging on the Wrestling Collector Slam line. We're talking the best talkers in the business, the best promo guys. You could argue it's a lost art but it's an art that we appreciate, and so we're talking about it today. We're going to the great white north. Our friend David from Canada, it must be in between class periods. He must have a hall pass. David, welcome back to the program. How are you? I'm good. You're talking promos. I decided
5: to put on my Rolex watch, my alligator shoes, Woo. and it's time to act like a jet Woo. flying, wheeling, dealing son of a gun. Woo!
2: Woo!
0: Woo! <laughs> I honestly feel you, you
5: can't beat Ric Flair
0: no, when it comes to a no. promo.
5: No.
1: And, Listen, and, the,
5: we... and the reason is, is because it's not just what he said. He's got the talk, but it's, you know, it's the longevity of it. It's the fact that his promos are quoted in rap videos now. You know, it's the fact that there's Instagram accounts that, you know, no context flare where it's just, you know, they pull some random promo from his and, and, you know, take it totally out of context but put it to something else and it works. Because he was a masterful talker and he just drew you in and it it was amazing. Right? Like that's the key for a good promo. It draws you in.
0: Absolutely. I would I would I would tell you both something. I'll let you in on a little secret here. I was such a fan of Ric Flair's promo work that when I was fresh out of college, I burned a DVD or a CD rather, not a DVD, a CD of some of his best promos that I love the best. I would play it in the car on my way to job interviews to get myself pumped up and excited to go in and kill the job interview. Because Ric Flair had a way of just pumping you up, making you feel like a million dollars. And it was an effective promo. And so if you ever are out on a job for a job interview, play a little Ric Flair before you leave the house, it'll do you some good.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So what's going on up there in Canada, man? Did you watch WrestleMania? What did you think?
5: Uh, you know what? I It frustrates me in some. I did not, I, I've caught some of it and whatnot. And I think, Based on where I saw the card being going into, I think it definitely exceeded expectations. But but the thing that gets me about the whole thing is that sometimes wrestling fans just just bug me, you know, because can't we just enjoy it for what it is? Because, Absolutely. you know, Cody Rhodes, right? He He's in A. W. you know, people tra- are trashing him because he was stardust and he wasn't a big deal when he was, you know, when WWE the first time. And he comes back... And he's basically the same character in AEW. He's got the same entrance that he was when he did it at AEW, and oh my God, Cody's back! This is amazing! And he got a huge pot. And you know, he's a very talented wrestler, right? But it's like, why? You know, why do you? Why can you only appreciate him when he's in WWE? Why can't you just appreciate him for what he is?
1: I hear you, man.
0: That's a great point. You know.
5: um, but overall, I think I think you know you had some some great matches and some and some good surprises and you know Kevin Owens, Steve Austin, like you know I was not looking forward to that at all and that ended up being pretty good. So you know, but Listen, when it's, anytime you bring somebody out of retirement, you're like ah, but it worked.
0: David, I got to ask you a question.
2: Before. When
0: Kevin Owens, when Kevin Owens was given his promo in the ring and he was talking about how the Texans. Are a lower class of people, not like the French Canadians where he's from. I, it's all the work, it's all for entertainment. But as a Canadian, do you do you pop a little bit when when he says stuff like that? Uh, of
5: course, you,
0: you have to, <laughs> you, you have to, right? Like when when it's you you know, it's
5: a Canadian guy. And he's going on his thing. You know, it's a work, but still, it's it's fun. You know, have fun with it, right? It's no, I hope nobody takes it that seriously, and, and you just enjoy it for what it is. Right, and if he's going to rep Canada, then you got to enjoy that as a Canadian.
0: When when he said that line, I pictured a Canadian bar full of people watching WrestleMania. And you've ever seen those like YouTube videos of like uh, the Eastern European countries when they're watching soccer and somebody scores a goal, and the whole place just erupts and goes bananas. I was picturing that happening in Canadian bars across the country when Kevin Owens. Mentions that you know it's a lower class of people than those of us up in Canada. I I just imagine people just loving that line.
5: Yeah, you know what I mean. Any time that happens, people eat it up in Canada.
0: You all you always do because
5: it just is the relationship between our two countries, right? It is. It's
0: it was, it's it was so entertaining and it's so fun that yeah, I loved it.
1: Yeah, and
5: Tommy, I got a, I got a story for you.
1: Yeah, uh, man.
0: So,
5: buddy, I'm not I'm not here to promote it, but I have a podcast of my own. I'm not going to mention it what it is, but with my buddy that I talk about. So, he's 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 messaging me this week and he sends me this thing. He's like, "Have you heard of this?" Like, um, you know, and he said because he's like, "I think I'm going to order something from this link to '80s Wrestling Con." I'm like, "Yeah, man, that's like where I get all my stuff from."
1: Nice.
5: And he's like, he's like, "I thought you knew this stuff," and I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "I think I got to get do some ordering." I was like, "You should."
1: Awesome man, thank you And by the way, uh, please tell everyone About your podcast no, You could definitely yeah. mention it
5: Well, uh, it's called Unnecessary Nonsense uh, And it's, it's my, Myself and my buddy Lately we talk a lot of wrestling There's no specific format to it But uh, we, end up, we usually end up getting into some kind of wrestling talk Because we're both big fans
1: Nice if you, ever want, if you ever want me to come on Let me know, I'll come on
0: Hey, that'd be awesome We'll, uh, we'll Give see me that name. Thomas. Give me the name one more time. Unnecessary what? Unnecessary nonsense. Nonsense.
5: Wonderful. And it's on. It's on all major like platforms for podcasts, and we also we also have a YouTube channel, so we record it live, uh, and it's on it's on YouTube. You can watch the episodes on YouTube too.
0: Good for you, man. The man of so many talents. He's a teacher. <laughs> he's an artist. He's a father and he's a podcast the,
1: that's his new gimmick that's his new gimmick the man from the man with so many talents Canada's David.
0: I like it yeah we got it you know
5: i i think we can cut a promo with that you know
1: the man of so many talents that's that's his name that's a that's a sticker
0: <laughs> David, thank you so much for the call and brother. We appreciate it, and I'll definitely thank check you, out unnecessary Nonsense. Thank you,
1: the man with so many talents.
5: Hey, no problem. I appreciate what you guys
1: do. You Take care, and we'll talk to you soon. Later, brother. Sounds good. Thank you, Bye. brother. All right, like, Tom. I like that name. I dig that, I, I dig that name, the man of so
0: many talents it does listen it's got a nice ring to it it's it's it got a little bit of mr perfect flair like the i'm better than everyone else which i don't pick yeah. up that vibe from david but i bet he could play that role if he was apt to play that role if i was booking him maybe i be able to play it brother the man with so many talents from the country that's better <laughs> than yours david from canada that could get some real <laughs> heat down here in the states i like- <laughs>
2: can you
1: please can you please say that one more time
0: I got what did I say? The man cool. with so many talents from the country that's so much better than yours. It's David from Canada.
1: I just realized I think how much of a, a television commercial voice you have or a radio voice. Man,
0: you used to be making you should be making some money with those pipes, bud. Look who's talking. You're the man of like many voices. You remember the uh, <laughs> course, yeah. old police academy? Films where the guy was known for his special effects, you're known for your – you can imitate just about any wrestler that we throw out there. And that's going to be a show coming up. Don't kid yourself, Tommy. We're going to play (laughs) – we're going to have a whole show where people just call in, and they say names, and you imitate them for a believe? I Can you
1: believe last week at the the Wrestling Collector for the WrestleMania party, one of the the guests that were here, one of the the, the customers, they asked asked me if Tommy Sheik was coming
0: to the party. (laughs) <laughs> they
2: still talking about Tommy. C.
0: And then what? Six six beers later, guess who shows up from the bathroom? Obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we only got a few moments left. We've named some of the biggest promos, some of the best talkers in the business, Tommy. I feel like that conversation went well. Do you want to talk more about eighties wrestling con and what needs to be done leading up to it, or do you want to promote what do you want to talk about I think, we that, about I, think we pro- I think we could probably make that
1: a whole episode maybe uh, maybe the week before the con we could do you know a, a preview
0: show that's a great idea
1: I, I like to talk that. about the, you know that my backstory of doing more more mm-hmm. about my backstory of doing conventions everything leading up, and then maybe I can get a you know Maybe get a, a, a special call or two, maybe we could do it. maybe I could do maybe we could do a two hour one a two hour show if you want oh, get, maybe, maybe get a couple of the the the, the bigger names on the con to be on that show that day as well, like a, like because a, like, that's only be, it would be two days before would you want to do it a week before?
0: Oh, yeah, let me get back to you because I got to double check my flight itinerary to make sure I'm even around to be to be doing one the Thursday before. I might be on my way down to the airport. So I'll check um, my itinerary back We might
1: have, have to do one on location on, on, on Friday or something
0: like that. Live from the Wrestling Collector studio. It's you 80s Wrestling, know. the podcast. You never know you what never could know. happen. Well, let me ask you yeah, this, well, Tommy. Well, yeah. Let me ask you this. You are in, an independent wrestling promoter. No doubt promos are part of what your talent does. Let me just ask a little peek behind the curtain. How do you structure your guys when they're cutting a promo? Is, do you guys, I'm, I'm, I don't see Tommy handing a script and saying, memorize this. I'm seeing you put wrestlers in positions that, to let them kind of shine. But tell me, how does it work at ISPW when it comes to promos? Are you hands-on? Do you have guys that are great at it, guys that are working on it? Give me a little behind-the-scene the, the scene glimpse into the world of promos
1: for the most part I let them do whatever they
0: want to do as far as the promo goes, unless, unless there's a specific, uh,
1: you know, thing that I want to get across, you know, pre- pre- our first couple of tapings that we've done, you know, pretty much it's just like generic introduction type promos to, to their character, you know, but, um, you know, in the future, you know, if, if they're cutting a if they're cutting a promo, um, I, first of all, if they're on my show, I, I believe in them. And I think that they're a great talent. So I, I can't, you know, I can add, add stuff to, I think that would help their or enhance their character. But at the end of the day, you know, the guys that are using on the show are professionals. They know their character and, you know, they know themselves better than, than I do because, you know, the most successful characters are the ones that, you know, you're yourself and you turn up the volume on it. So, I mean, they know themselves better than I do. And uh, so, yeah, if there's a specific angle, though, or uh, uh, something we're building towards for the next show or something like that, yeah, I'll, I'll get involved. And I I wouldn't, you know, I don't script anything. I just give them an idea of where we want to go with it. And then, do they always, they do it all themselves, you know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not, when it comes to that, I'm not very hands-on because they, they know their characters or they should know their characters better than I do.
0: And so do you see a lot of the guys actively working to get better at their promos, or is that something that they do maybe behind the scenes? You know, we've all cut promos into the bedroom mirror. We've all cut promos in the shower. Do you see guys actively working to get better at that? Or, like, behind the scenes, how does it look from a performer's standpoint?
2: Is that hold a, on a do second. you understand hold, what I'm hold. saying? Yeah, Yeah.
1: Hold, hold on. Hold on, you said in the shower. Is that something that you do, Jay? Do you do promos in the shower?
0: Listen. I cut so many promos in the shower. like People don't even know what's going on. My kids probably think I'm in there yelling at the shampoo bottle uh, when I'm challenging to my next big event. You're telling me you've never stood in the shower and cut a promo, Tommy? <laughs> don't I, try I, to I, single I, me out. Don't try to make me look like the weirdo. <laughs> I'm not the only one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that, I mean, if you put a gun to my head and said in the last, 30 years if you say no i'm going to shoot you and i mean there could have been possibly one time uh if i really looked back and dug deep to the in the late 80s early 90s i'm like i'm i'm sure that i possibly did if, if, I was over, if you or, go to
0: that if you grab that bottle of body wash off the the shelf in the shower and you go to squeeze it into your hand and nothing comes out it's empty you're telling me you don't cut a promo on that bottle of of perks plus come on brother
3: <laughs> holy shit you're funny today man <laughs>
0: so ba- back to my question do you see guys yeah. actively i mean do they understand the importance of promos and they're actively working to get to deliver the best promos they can
1: yeah i i mean, i would definitely think so and then if you if you follow our stuff you see someone like danny morrison uh, who was formerly danny during of ecw now he's the superstar Danny Morrison and ISPW is the ISPW world champion. His confidence level, man, if you, if you watch some of his promos right now and go back and watch some of his ECW promos, it, dude, it's a totally, totally, totally different character. So the, the reason I bring him up is this is a perfect example of, um, you know, getting that confidence level too is, is crucial for your promos because you could be the greatest talker in the world, in the world but if you don't have any confidence in yourself you know if you if you if you can't you know talk highly of yourself and believe in yourself why is anybody else gonna you know so i think having that confidence whether it's uh, being playing a character or your real life playing a character i think that having that confidence factor is crucial man so you see someone like danny morrison uh who is a, a great performer but now he's he's in this uh, he's in a different uh, spot doing this than he was previously doing other stuff. And, and I mean, he freaking, the cream rose right to the top, and he took the ball and he like scored a touchdown in the next stadium. That's how different of a performer I think he is uh, now to, till he, till he, you know, he previously was. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm real high on him.
0: And I think, I think you're right. I think confidence plays a big part in it. You think any professional, career that you're in if, if you're in a slump if your confidence is low it affects your work but if things are moving and grooving and you feel high on yourself and you're positive and you think you can go out and do great things you're going to go out and do great things it's across the board baseball players football players uh bankers people in just everyday walks of life believing in yourself really helps you be the best you can be and promos I got to believe you're right it's no different if you're confident you believe what you're saying the audience is going to believe what you're saying. So I think that's an excellent point you bring up.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, so I think I think that confidence definitely plays a factor in in delivering uh the ultimate promo, but the the, the best promos is, is yourself with the volume turned up to 100 and that's why you see guys like Roddy Roddy Piper, guys like The Macho Man Randy Savage, and all these guys that are such Rick Flair. you tell me that's not Rick Flair outside of the ring, of course it is, uh, with the volume turned up a little bit. Uh, I mean, some of the, you know, the greatest, you know, we didn't, we didn't really talk too much about Hulk Hogan. What a freaking awesome uh, promo he cut, man. He talked people right into those arenas, man, all week long, because it was every day back then, basically. So, I mean, he he's up there as, as, as cutting one of the greatest promos ever. You talk about, you know, we're talking 80s, but you talk about the, the, the you know, the later years. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, how can up put The Rock in the top promos ever? Uh, I mean, there's just so many guys and there's so many different factors in, in my opinion, what, what makes a great promo.
0: So if you had, uh, you said Bobby Heenan, but that kind of falls in the man- managerial category mostly. If you had to pick in-ring performer who you felt gave, maybe the best promos in the business and opinions are tricky because you could give me a name right now. And then three hours from now, you could be watching a clip from somebody else and go, you know what? I should have said them. So I'm not going to hold you to it, but if you had to pick an in-ring performer who you felt gave one of the best promos consistently in the business, who would you pick? Hulk Hogan. What about, let me, you know, I'm a Hulkamaniac, but what was it about Hogan's promos that made you say that?
1: just because I was a little kid and, and he made me believe in him. And I, I, I saw that I grew up as a kid and, and not saying that macho man and Piper and all these other guys, I mean, Flair, I mean, the, there's so many guys and, and I don't want to pinpoint Hulk Hogan as the guy, but for me personally, he was, because as a kid, you know, I grew up a gigantic Hulkamaniac and, you know, he would, you know, I I felt like he was talking to me when you know, he was talking to that, that TV sometimes. And I think that, you know, he had that special it factor when it comes to cutting a promo that just cannot be duplicated by anyone. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, 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 for me personally, I go with him just because I grew up as a Hulkamaniac. So what he was saying resonated with me. And the
0: things I liked about the Hogan promos is they were intense They always delivered a message, and then he would always have his signature sayings that he would sprinkle in, largest arms in the world, what you gonna do? And that's kind of, uh, might even be part of the recipe, because The Rock, who some people say is the greatest promo guy of all time, also had the same common things he would always sprinkle in. Do you smell what The Rock's cooking? uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, because Stone Cold said so, Austin, you know, so they would sprinkle in these things that would always make it tied to that particular wrestler, but the message would change, but the delivery would always be the same and you'd sprinkle in those same things. And I think the Hogan promo has kind of become, if you're going to, if you're going to not make fun of, not mock, but if you're going to do what everybody thinks is a typical, pro wrestler promo you're going to call people brother you're going to talk real loud you're going to flex your muscles it's kind of become the signature pro wrestling promo the kind of stuff Hogan was doing in the 80s and so he's up there obviously is one of my top promo guys as well I love Ric Flair promos as stated earlier Dusty Rhodes promo skills were off the chart Macho Man was insane there's so many good ones you know, even the way Rick Rude would deliver some of his promos were so good. And then just for entertainment value, I wouldn't say it's near the best. I would say it's probably more towards the worst. But the Ultimate Warrior promos are unforgettable in his delivery. You didn't know what he was saying, but his delivery was exciting. And so there's, when you talk best promos, there are so many guys you could reminisce about.
1: Oh yeah, man! Absolutely, big time. And uh, it it takes far longer than a, an hour to, to talk about a topic like that. But I mean, we we scratched the surface on it. I think definitely. I mean, there's so many guys that we never make mention of that were fantastic on the on the mic. Rick Rude. I mean. I, His his dialogue was fantastic. The Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. I mean, there's so many guys that we didn't even have the opportunity to even mention yet that are absolutely fantastic. We really didn't dive into Jake and what a great promo guy he is. And uh, Paul Heyman, I mean, Jim Cornette. I mean, there's just so many guys out there. It's impossible to – Dusty Rhodes, we didn't really get into – so many different guys, and we we really didn't even scratch the surface actually, of uh, of the greatest promos. So this is definitely a topic that we can continue for a future episode. I think
0: there might be a best promos part two coming up in the near future,
1: and maybe just maybe a future
0: theme song part two.
1: That was a fun episode.
0: That was a fun episode, and we should definitely do a part two you want to you want to do it next week let's do theme songs part two next week
1: yeah i, I think like that, it that was, i i had fun doing that last time
0: well, maybe we'll get tommy to sing a few of them too we'll
1: call it an easter celebration
0: in- There you go. The greatest theme songs of all time, part two. Maybe some of the jams that don't immediately make your top five, but ones that are right there uh, or ones that are just worth revisiting a second time next week on the program. Great idea, Tommy.
1: Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to that. So now everyone knows going into next week, next Thursday, right here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast, the greatest theme songs of 80s Wrestling, part two. I'm sure we'll cover some of them that we covered on the, the the first episode, if you didn't have it, you can dive back and check that out. Really fun episode. And uh, yeah, Jay, I think that's a great idea. Playing some that maybe we didn't talk about on the, the, the last episode. I'll I'll go back and listen to that before next week so we know, you know, who to kinda sink our teeth into and who to try and stay away from a little bit. But it'll be hard not to probably mention some of the, the bigger ones anyway. And uh next week we'll also have much more information on eighties wrestling. Live 80s Wrestling Con on Saturday, May the 7th at the Menin Sports Arena, Morristown, New Jersey, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., followed by an ISPW Rockin' Wrestling show at 6.30 p.m. Could be a mega day, Mother's Day Eve. What better gift to give your mom than bring her to the 80s Wrestling Con? Or what better <laughs>
3: wife, here, Here's a
1: good one. What, what better gift to give your wife? then going away on a Saturday afternoon and let her have the day to herself and you come and hang hey. out with at 80s Wrestling Con, right?
0: Or you could be like me. I'm bringing my wife with me to 80s Wrestling Con. So we'll see if that earns me brownie points or if I'll be sleeping on the couch. We'll find out.
2: Just don't just don't
4: lock her
0: in the closet like Macho Man did Elizabeth and we're good Ooh, brothers. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good point. Fair point. And
1: until, until next week, we'll catch you here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast.